Hello and welcome to a, another episode of History and Herstory Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Amador. And I'm Alex. And uh, first I want to start off by saying we've hit 100 plays total across all the different platforms where you can find us. And that's awesome. Thank you so much to everyone that has listened to the show and has given us feedback, whether directly or indirectly. Uh, we're still working on improving stuff and hopefully we're going to be doing that relatively soon yeah it's very exciting we've got big things planned for this show we have little monies though right so. <laughs> once once we have big monies then we can do big things with this show so for now you're stuck with this i'm sorry yeah i think it's still we're doing we're still doing okay <laughs> it's a mom and pop show yeah we're your just your local mom and pop podcast Hosts, podcasters, hashtag podcasters of Instagram, hashtag whatever. Yeah, all those things. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so thank you everyone who's who's listened, and thanks for telling everyone else to listen. We've got, I mean, a handful. I mean, most of our listeners are from the United States, but we've got like a Costa Rica listen. We've got an Ireland listen. Sweden. Sweden. We've got we got some international fans. Have they come back? Have they told I anyone think else? The, the guy from Sweden has come back. I, I think like the Costa Rica, Costa Rica and Ireland and whatever were just like one play and then left. But I think because most of it is like we're like 96 percent America or whatever. And then I think we're like three percent Sweden and then one percent other places. Mm-hmm. And I think that means Sweden has like come back at least once, like a couple times. Shout out, Sweden. Shout out, Sweden. Thanks, Sweden. Um, but yeah, so we're going to keep doing this and hopefully we'll, our, I guess our next goal is 200 listens. So we'll, uh, we'll start working our way that way. Yeah. Well, at 50 plays, um, Anchor like unlocked its, its self-promotional ads so we could get like two cents off of each play. Wow. If we read an ad at the beginning of this. Which we're not going to do that for now. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you want to give us money. I'll make I'll make Alex make us a Patreon and you can subscribe We're not on there. A Patreon. <laughs> not yet. I mean, yeah, I don't we'll want get us there. to do two book reports every week. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Still we'll see what happens when we get there. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week's episode is an Alex episode. It is. So, what have you got for us well, this week? Okay, before we get started, okay, I need to correct. Something from the Harriet the Tortoise episode. Oh, yeah. You, you talked to me about you wanted to do this. I don't so, know what this correction is. So so remember when I was like, uh, Harriet the Tortoise couldn't have been picked up by Darwin because he didn't go to the island that Harriet was born on. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but that doesn't make any sense because sea turtles can swim or whatever. Sure. So a sea turtle and a tortoise are not the same thing. <laughs> And I knew that, <laughs> but I'm also stupid. Roped together a couple of sea turtles. <laughs> so, I don't know. I was going through editing, and I heard that part, and I was like, you dumb idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for everyone who uh, let us know and corrected us. No one did. No so one did. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was probably like, what? <laughs> That's fine. And we're all about only spitting facts here. So that's why, you know, we do these. Right. If we have to do these corrections or whatever, we're fine with that. I hope you only come here for expert advice. Yeah. 
Definitely. Because we know everything of what we're talking about. Everything about everything, honestly. Or at least something about everything. Mm. I can make it up as I go. That's fine. Anyway. Anyway. What do we kind of know some things about today? Well, today I want to tell you about... Oh, and uh, sorry, before we... One more thing before we get started. Um, Hopefully everyone enjoyed the dark web episode last week and if anyone has decided to traverse the dark web or go on there let us know on instagram let us know what you find um like i said it's a weird place but there's got to be some benefit to it right or maybe just don't go on the dark web and uh save your whole family yeah and that's totally fine too anyway continue with uh the episode for this week Um, Well, I just realized I deleted the date off of this, so that's cool. Anyway, we're going to talk about Stephen Slater. Is he related to Christian Slater? No. Oh. That I know of? (laughs) Stephen Slater. Okay. Um, All right. So this occurred in August 9th, I believe, 2011. But like I said, I deleted the date off of this, so... Are you gonna Google it? For do me? I need to? Do I need to look it up, or does it? Is it? Does it play in, or does it matter? I mean, not really. It's just. We'll say 2011 then. All right. Like uh, I said, we're all about facts here, so if we need to go back and correct it, we will. Nobody cares. <laughs> it's really not pertinent to the story. Okay. So August 9th, um, at 10:35 a.m., a JetBlue flight number 1052 departs from Pittsburgh International Airport. And it lands at JFK Airport in New York at 11.59 a.m. So, okay, wait. Say that again. It leaves Pittsburgh. leaves Pittsburgh at 10.35. Gets to JFK a.m. A.m., okay. 10.35 in the morning. Mm -hmm. Gets to JFK at noon. Okay. All right. I thought there was some weird, like, (laughs) Langoliers time warp there where you were like, it leaves at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then it gets there at 10 o'clock in the morning. Langoliers? <laughs> yeah. They a... go through the Aurora Borealis and they... Yeah, exactly. The you know it. Yeah. Dude, that was the weirdest movie I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, the, the CGI and it's really bad. It's awful. Um, But it's one of the... It's a Stephen King... I think it was a direct-to-video or direct-to-TV movie, kind of like The Stand was. I remember watching it with my dad and... Yeah, I don't know. There was like this blind girl or something, and yeah. she kept getting all these like. And then they were like those little like, just mouths. Yeah, they were like the... balls, like balls that just had a mouth or whatever that like ate the background yeah, or they ate were the scenery. To the hills, and then they just had to like fly away, and nobody knows what happens to them. Yeah, it's a it's a strange movie. It was, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So no, that was a little pocket of my brain <laughs> from when I was I'm sure four years old when I watched that movie. <laughs> I've seen it multiple times. I know you're not a fan of horror movies. And I don't even know, like, that one's not, like, super scary. It's just kind of weird. But it has to do with, like, interdimensional travel and time travel and stuff like that. So, anyway, that's not happening in this story, apparently. (laughs) No, but, like, that's one of those things, like, one of those weird memories from when you're so little and it was so, like, I didn't have any context for it or, like, it was so abstract that I kind of for a long time couldn't decide if I had made it up. Okay. And then I just added, like, I think about it every once in a while because it was kind of a formative, like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. What always, so the way my stupid, dumb brain works is I think of Aurora. So if I hear either Langoliers 
Aurora Borealis or the song I Ran by Flock of Seagulls. They all intermix for me because if I hear I Ran, they mention Aurora Borealis, which makes me think of the Langoliers. If I think of the Langoliers, it has Aurora Borealis in it, so I think of the I Ran song. You see what I mean? Like what my brain does, it like it interweaves those three. So I can't think about one of those three things without thinking about all three of those three things. Okay, so I do the same thing with Aurora Borealis. That's always what it makes me think of. But I have never known the name of that movie until you just said it. And I was like, I'm going to throw this out there and see if you know what I mean. So I'm really glad that we <laughs> that wavelength. Look at us <laughs> discovering things about each other in the middle of a podcast episode. We're just like Tom and Christine. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so anyway, so the plane is at JFK <laughs> at noon. Uh, Steven Slater is a flight attendant on this flight, this JetBlue flight. Okay. Um, according to Slater, they taxied to a stop, and a passenger stood up too early to retrieve her bag from the overhead compartment. Always, which you're not supposed to do. That's why they say, "Please leave your seatbelt on until we are done taxiing." Right. And then, like, don't as- clap. Don't get up. Don't. Especially don't clap. Clapping for a plane landing is like clapping at the end of a movie. It's terrible. The person who made it isn't here. Exactly. And, and even the pilot is there. And so but he doesn't give a shit. Real quick clapping story. So clapping We're for an airplane. We're going to sign cosine tangent our way through oh, this one too. Yeah, definitely. So my clapping for a pilot story is when I, so I went down, I don't even know how old I was. 10, 11, somewhere in that probably. Went to Florida, visited a friend of mine. When we flew back, and it was the middle of winter. So it was really nice for me because I got to go to do all those Florida things when it was nice and warm. And I got to get out of Illinois where it was nice and cold. So, but when we got back, we landed at Midway Airport. And Midway had, I think the week before, maybe just a couple days before, they had had a pilot... Like when the plane landed, it went past the runway and like onto the road that goes by Ooh. the. Hey, Kaylin, there's a train. <laughs> Sorry, everyone, for the train noises <laughs> in the background. If you can hear it, you may not be able to Kaylin hear it. Kaylin but... said she could hear it. And oh, okay. That was well what distracted her. So here you go. <laughs> the joys of living where we live. Anyway, so back to my story real quick before we get back to your story. So a week before I land at Midway, this plane goes off the runway and it goes onto the road. And no one gets hurt, but it's just like one of those things that happens. It's a big oop. Right. So when my plane lands at Midway, everyone breaks out in this huge applause. There's cheering and everything because we didn't go off the runway and didn't end up on the road. I'm sure the pilot really appreciated that. Everyone being like, good job. You didn't mess this up. Can you imagine somebody (laughs) clapping for you every time you just didn't fuck up your job? (laughs) Mm, no, I <laughs> can't imagine that at all. Like you send a, an email and your boss is like, good job. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Everything is spelled correctly. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't be able to handle that. Anyway, that's my PSA. Don't clap when people land planes. Don't clap at the end of movies. Continue your story. Okay. This lady did not clap. She was unruly. According to Slater. We'll put that in there, okay. according to Slater. Allegedly, she was right. unruly. He said that this lady had been instructed repeatedly to remain seated, and despite that, she continued to get her stuff down and, like, try to get off the plane and whatever. While they're um, taxiing. Yeah. And Slater said that when he, 
She took the bag out of the overhead compartment. It hit him in the head. Oh, okay. Nice. So um, that's assault, brother. I know. But when he asked for an apology, she responded with profanity. <laughs> as as you're wont to do in right. that situation. No one is really at their best. I would say. Uh, at an airport or on an airplane. Like, no. for whatever reason, that just br- they bring out the worst in people. I said that to Becca in line at the airport once. <laughs> the airport brings out the worst in people. What did I proceed to do? Completely fuck up trying to, like, get into the security gate. <laughs> Not on purpose, but she was like, yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. So it's, that's just something about airports. Whatever. Okay, so the Port Authority police concluded that Slater's initial account of a confrontation was fabricated because um, investigators stated that none of the dozens of passengers that they interviewed corroborated his story. So they're not saying that the bag hit him in the head. They're not saying anything like that happened. Oh, okay. (laughs) So they're not even saying that the lady was getting up out of her seat. They're not even saying there was a lady. Oh, interesting. So, like, Slater made it all up. So, the passengers did report, however, that Slater went on the plane's public address system and used his own profanities, including, (laughs) I've been in this goddamn business 20 years, and that's it. it. I'm done. (laughs) This is, oh my god, these people got to witness someone snap at work. Slater tells the passengers to, quote, Go fuck yourselves, end quote. Grabs two blue moon beers, activates the emergency inflatable slide, slides down that bitch, throws his tie on the tarmac, and drives home. <laughs> what a, what a just, look, we need, okay, let's, let's take like 10 steps back. Uh-huh. Hold on. Okay, let's first off. Let's talk about what happened here. First off, getting on the PA, like, there's... Sending an email to be like, hey, um, like, I've accepted a new position at another place. I'm turning in my two weeks. Like, oh, so being you, an adult? You, yeah. yeah, you go from, like, lawful good of quitting your job to chaotic evil. And he, <laughs> he went to that chaotic evil. He just, like, he was like, this is the one I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Quits his job in the midst of it. Yeah. And then... But doesn't just quit his job in the midst of it to, like, the captain, to his boss. Quits it in front of all the customers. He shows 100 people to go fuck themselves <laughs> yeah. on Wild. a loudspeaker. Wild. Bananas. <laughs> and then grabs two beers and is like, later. <laughs> <laughs> he literally slid out of his job <laughs> on a slide. An inflatable slide. Which, I mean, probably they never get to use those slides. But so. can you imagine being so pissed off and angry and then being like now i have to get off on this slide you can't be mad by the end of the slide i mean i guess not yeah but i mean like Just beer like, beer in each hand later like i kind of wish i kind of <laughs> hope they were like cans and he stone cold Steve Austin, the cans together, just smashed them together above his head and as he's going down the slide he's just pouring two beers down his throat i like that he grabbed two not well, just one. He's, <laughs> he's got like, two hands, doesn't he? This one's for the walk to the car. This one's for the drive home. <laughs> he's got a to-go beer. <laughs> oh, that's great. It's pretty good. That's awesome. Might be the best quit your job story ever. Well, it keeps it 
keeps going. Oh, I don't imagine this is where it ends. <laughs> Wait, you mean there's ramifications and consequences? You bet. Later that day, after he's driven home and is just like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not there anymore. But to be fair, like, so we got to look at the positives, though, of how he quit his job. He gave 150 people, and now everyone that's reading this story and hearing this story, something to remember for the rest of their lives. Like, the people on that plane, they told everyone they've ever met this story for the rest of their lives. But they also probably had to stay in that airplane and get, like, questioned by cops for 20 more hours. I'm fine with it. I would be totally fine with that that. If I got to witness that. I would be, I, I, yeah, line me up for interviews all night. I don't care. All right. Well, anyway. whatever I'm about to go do is not nearly as cool as what I just witnessed. <laughs> Later that day, Slater was arrested. Not surprising. Right. Charged with criminal mischief, reckless endangerment, and criminal trespass, to which he pleaded not guilty. I wonder where the criminal trespass came from. The tarmac. Mm. That makes sense. Um. The district attorney pursuing the case said Slater's actions were serious and could have killed or grievously injured anyone below the inflatable plastic chute. True. Yeah, you could have, because at that point you could have uh, the luggage people, right? It, moving in, moving right. around the plane and everything. Um, investigators believed that Slater was drunk and suffering from mental problems. No kidding. Clearly. <laughs> a later mental health evaluation found that he had a clinical disorder and alcohol abuse problems. Okay. I mean... If you blow up at work and steal two beers while you go down a slide, that something's seems probably going on. Yeah, me. something's yeah. going on. That's not um, just like a normal day kind of thing. To play a little bit of devil's advocate, though, some Port Authority police officials have criticized JetBlue for waiting 25 minutes before informing them of the incident. So all this stuff happened, and they're just like, I don't know what to do. Maybe we should call somebody. JetBlue <laughs> says they don't know what to do. So yeah. they. Okay. So um, an attendant who worked for American West Airlines said in an AOL original article. Wow. (laughs) That, quote, while I don't agree with Steven Slater endangering passengers by blowing a slide, let alone forcing JetBlue to pay about $10,000 to replace the slide, I can see how he snapped. (laughs) (laughs) That guy is also reaching his end, but he's more the chaotic or he's more like neutral. This is my favorite part of the story. Okay. <laughs> First, let's start off talking about JetBlue's blog. It's called Jet- Blue Tales. <laughs> JetBlue's blog. It's like blah, blah, blah's law blog from, from Arrested Development. Right. JetBlue's blog. So Blue Tales. In T-A-I-L-S? T-A-L-E-S. Oh, okay. So like blue stories. Like, sure. Yeah. Like Blue's Clues, but Blue's tail. <laughs> anyway, in a memo to employees, they said that, quote, if Mr. Slater's story proves to be accurate, and even if there was a precipitating event that motivated his behavior, that still doesn't excuse his actions, end quote. The memo stated, quote, let me just say this. JetBlue will always seek to prosecute people who physically harm or threaten to harm a crew member or customer, period. Uh, the most distressing aspect of the coverage was that press reports did not take the shoot deployment seriously enough. Slides deploy extremely quickly with enough force to kill a person. Slides can be as dangerous as a gun. <laughs> Remember that End time I got quote. shot with a slide? <laughs> 
Yeah, your slide's as dangerous as a gun, (laughs) and you need to put that in blue tails. I like their idea of, like, don't mess with our flight attendants. We will prosecute you to the full extent of the law if you physically harm our flight attendants. Like, that's pretty good. That's nice of them. And then you just discredit the whole thing with the most ridiculous statement I've ever heard in my life. They always give you that speech, though, on the airlines about, like, when you have to sit in front of the door or whatever that's got the slide, you got to be, like, physically capable to be able to open the door and everything. And then there's always, like, that, it's like a red thing or whatever you got to pull, and then that's what inflates the slide, folds it out. Yeah. I imagine it probably goes off like an airbag. So, I mean, there's probably some, to play devil's advocate for them, there's probably some truth to their... I mean, yeah. Do they have to use the, the uh, like, an... Al- a, Allergy? No. An allergy? <laughs> Actually, it would be a simile because they're saying like rats. Right. So do they have to compare it, we'll say, to a gun? Probably not. But they should have compared it to an airbag. I guess. And that probably would have been more apt. Still ridiculous. This is on their public blog? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Like, you would think that this would be a memo to employees. Well, it was a memo to employees, but it was also on their JetBlue blog. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'd be really curious what the, like, personal, like, the thing that actually went only to employees said, if there was one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the JetBlue CEO went on to describe Slater as a coward. <laughs> you coward. So. So did he also go by a bulldozer? And no. But was, this is in that same kind of, like, was, that same lane of bulldozer. Remember, he called the city council cowards. When they voted against him. Yeah. I've had a couple of those calls already. <laughs> oh, the joys of city government. It's great. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about what Slater thinks of this in, this thing. Oh, yeah. I should also say that during this whole, or like in the aftermath of the whole thing, um, Slater had to, like he got a pension and stuff from JetBlue because they fired him. Mm. He fully planned to go to work the next day. <laughs> so good. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah. He shows up for his job the next day, and they're like, "Hey, man, you, you, you can't be here. We thought you quit." And he's like, "I didn't quit." Slater indicated that he had not resigned and sought to continue his employment at JetBlue. He'd been there for twenty years. Yeah, he was like, "I'm coming back." So he liked it enough. We'll have bad days. Some worse than others, apparently. (laughs) Um, All right. So Slater also later blamed his actions on stress related to HIV health problems. Okay. So I don't know when he, like, found out that he was HIV positive. Um, Maybe it was, like, that morning. Yeah, or the day before or something. he was just having a time. But That's pretty crippling news. I also really don't know anything about what happens to your body when you get HIV. I just know that you die later. Diet. Every doesn't matter what you have, you die later. I guess that's true. <laughs> Maybe the point is you die sooner. Right. So he's got <laughs> he's got HIV stuff going on, and his mom is terminally ill at this point. So he's got he's got some shit going on. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2017, he likened the whole occurrence to an out of body experience, saying, "Quote: In some respects, it was like, oh my god, I'm doing this." And then the next thing I know, I was on the tarmac. (laughs) 
beer in each hand. He said, I remember standing on the tarmac on the sun and it was just so warm. I thought, oh, I can exhale. But how did this happen? (laughs) So it's like he wasn't himself. I guess. He just, like something took over him. Eight. I don't think it was that. (laughs) A good, 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 good ghost. So Slater did some like community service and stuff like that through his court orders and whatnot. Nope, jail time, huh? Um, I didn't see anything about jail time. I know he got like probation and yeah, stuff. Probably. But I'm assuming I'm assuming it was like a first offender kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm assuming he did, didn't have a super long criminal record because then he probably wouldn't be a flight attendant. Right. And then so yeah, probably parole. So just gotta check in with your parole officer or whatever. Yeah. Probation or whatever. So he complained about um, about not being able to find a job after this. Weird. Well, yeah. How do you put the? You've worked for a place for twenty years. It's your only reference. Yeah. And then you <laughs> burned the hell out of that slide. So see Again. what I did there. Yeah, I see what you did. <laughs> um, he moved to L.A. and he said it's a before and after. My life was completely transformed for better or for worse after that date. I mean, I wasn't the smartest thing I've ever done, but it sure felt great. It just hit like a crescendo of frustration. And then, like, talks about this is a really long, like, transcript of a interview that he did. But he talks about how, like, his health has been able to, like, kind of recover and his drug and alcohol addictions are getting better and stuff after this whole thing. So this was like, it was almost like this therapy like a come for come to him. Jesus moment. Yeah, it was freeing kinda. for him. Yeah. Um, but he is having difficulty finding employers. He said, if I'm going in for some sort of a customer service position, I'm kind of like your worst nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> Look, I can give you 20 good years. On the 20 year <laughs> and first day, though, I'm a ticking time bomb. Uh-huh. Um, he started doing some work with, like, disabled people. And... Uh, <laughs> They, like, I don't know. He's just kind of grasping at straws. Why don't you just walk? I'm done. I'm out of here. Just marches off. So eventually there's this Twitter employee that leaves the company um, after, like, he briefly deactivated Donald Trump's account. Like, for a couple hours. Do you remember when that happened? Yeah, I do remember when that happened. So that wasn't supposed to happen. This was a disgruntled employee that deactivated his account. Um, and it, that, that whole thing was compared on social media to, um, Steven Slater's whole JetBlue thing. And he said, he who Slater, thank you. It, oops. Advised that person to prepare for the backlash, but not to take it personally or to regret it. Hmm. Um, he <laughs> said, quote, don't second guess. It is what it is. Be present and you'll be fine. And I would say, I'd like to guy, buy this guy two beers. <laughs> He's leading in. I love it. <laughs> hey, two blue moons on me. <laughs> I know where I can get them. Are you ready for this next thing that's about to come out of my mouth? No, I don't think so. You might be wondering, where is Steven Slater now? Please say where to tip again. Nobody knows. Because he went to Mexico and disappeared in 2019. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? And that's the end hey, of Steven, Steven Slater. If you if you're listening to this episode, dude. Just just <laughs> awesome. He might listen to this. I'm like, great. Maybe. 
Holy shit. Mexico and just disappeared. Probably working for Mexican Airlines. What are they going to do? Do reference checks? Probably not. He's like, Air Mexico. Air Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> Aero Mexico. There's like Air France and stuff. Why would they have Air Mexico? Air Mexico. Lufthansa. Fine. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah. Find us on Insta at History Nursery Podcast. <laughs> Oh, man. How did you find, like, what made you, how did you find this? This I found on August 9th on the HistoryChannel.com's This Day in History. Oh, that makes sense, because it happened on August 9th. And I read the, the, like, header thing was um, JetBlue flight, like, uh, incident or whatever. And then it had, like, a little stat of, like... Number of passengers, 100, and then number of survivors, 104, because there were four crew members on on board. Oh. And I was like, what? So I clicked on it, and I was like, this is the wildest thing I've ever read in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, that rivals Killdozer. Yeah, it was a good one. This was like, this guy's like a stick of dynamite, though, like with a long fuse. This could be a whole podcast in itself. Just stories of people dramatically quitting. Losing their minds, yeah. And just like finally snapping. Like they've well, just put up with it. already exists. So. <laughs> they've put up, with, they've put, up, put up with it for as long as they could take it. And they're just done. I never got to witness it. Like working in a 911 center, I thought one day I would witness it. Like someone just taking too many calls about the same thing. Probably something dumb, something non-emergent. And you're just like, that's it, I'm done. And I never got to witness it. I've never had anybody, like, dramatically do it. I have had multiple people when I was working at Pizza Hut just, like, go out for a smoke break and not come back. Yeah, that's what I, like, I've talked to people, other people my age, and it's weird to hear how many people were like, oh, I I quit my job because I just never showed up again. I definitely did that Pizza Hut, too. Like in my mind, I can't even process not telling somebody like, hey, I'm not I'm not coming in. Like, even if it's to say I'm not coming in ever again. Yeah, I like that's just. Well, OK, so to be fair, incomprehensible. There was me. a squirrel in the kitchen at that Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. And then like I just you should probably back that up with it was a pet squirrel. It was, it was a wild squirrel that one of the crew members brought in as a pet, which still makes it a wild squirrel. <laughs> That he was holding in his pocket. Anyway. He didn't even work there. (laughs) Anyway, so I'm trying to, like, call around other stores. Because we don't have a GM at this point. We don't have an area manager. It's my, like, third shift. (laughs) To be fair, you'd been a Pizza Hut veteran for a long time before that, so. Yeah, and the, like. So the pizza shift leader The Pizza Hut stuff wasn't new. The squirrel in the kitchen was new, though. Yeah. And the shift leader was this 18-year-old stupid... We'll cut that out. Was this 18-year-old stupid bitch. (laughs) 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 Who brought her dumb boyfriend in. Who brought his dumb squirrel in. And, like, I don't know. So the area manager finally calls me back. And he's like, so there's a squirrel in the restaurant? And I'm like, "Mm, Yeah. Just like hanging out on this kid's shoulder. This was like a couple days later, though, right? Yeah. And By then, you'd quit. He's like, oh, okay, we'll talk to her. I'm like, 
what? <laughs> like, what? Uh, yeah. And then I just never went back. Anyway. Let's easily pray. Like, I feel like those are pretty extenuating circumstances. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I would never. It's not like you were like, like, eh, I just don't want to work there anymore. It just didn't show up. There was, there's obviously other stuff going on. Yeah. That's great. Um, Mr. Schlater, hats off to you for quitting your job the way probably 99% of people want to quit their jobs, but they just don't. They just do the normal thing of write a resignation letter, (laughs) give it to their boss, and be like, Thanks for the opportunity, but I'm going to go seek opportunities elsewhere. Signed. (laughs) Well, my thing is, like, they were already there. Like, it was the end of the flight. Well, it had to be, right? Because if he does this in the middle of the flight, then he's got another hour worth of flight that he's got of now. Right, but my point is he had maybe 10 more minutes on this airplane. I don't know. And I'm curious to know if, like, his story about the woman actually happened. Like, if that actually... Well, uh, like, no one corroborated it, so I'm assuming maybe he just made that up. I, yeah. As, like, a... Like, that was heavily alluded to. That, like, we interviewed 30 passengers, and none of them said that this happened. But to be fair, it's 100% a believable story. True. And we also don't really... Well, I don't know. Wikipedia didn't tell me what happened leading up to that. He wasn't just, like... We landed and go fuck yourselves. <laughs> like literally went zero to a hundred for no reason. <laughs> so I don't really know what did happen. I just know that his version of events seemed to not have. Yeah. Maybe not. Steve, if you're listening to this episode, um, you know, send us an email or uh, hit us up on Instagram or something. Set the record straight. If you want to be a guest on, we'd love to have you on. You can tell you can tell your side of the story. I'd love it. I'll 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 buy you two beers. That's <laughs> uh, what we call two beers, one plate. <laughs> two beers, one slide. Cool. Well, that's our show, everybody. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, thank you to everyone that has listened, getting us up to a hundred listens. So our next thing is going to be 200. We'll go from there. Keep telling people about us. We're here to entertain and we like doing it. So the more, more, the more listens we can get, the better. Sure. Like, share, subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. All right. That's all we got for you. Bye. Bye.